0: Well, welcome to Christ's Journey, from our house to your house. And if you joined us on Easter weekend, let me thank you for being a part of us again today and invite God's blessing to meet you right where you are. Today, we're thinking about scars, scars. I guess we all have them. I know I do, on my wrist, on my ankle, my collarbone, my back, my face, if you look closely enough. Scars from wounds gone by, some from my childhood, others more recent. Speaking of recent, on Good Friday, my youngest grandson, 17 months old, busted his head open. One inch gash right on his forehead. You can imagine how foreheads bleed so profusely, you know? So his mom, the family's frantic. They pack up the family, take them to the the local ER. It's closed because of COVID-19. So they get on 911, they call up, they find another pediatric ER, they make their way there. They've got everything ready with appropriate precautions in place, take care of him. And here's a picture of him. Here's what he looked like on the other side of his treatment. Isn't he something? I mean, this is his first, the first injury of his boyhood. And yes, it will leave a scar. Now, his brother, his big brother also started collecting scars early. Uh, I know you've got some. If you've got kids, I know they've got some. And here's the thing about scars. Scars are part of a progression, right? Before there was a scar, there was a wound. Before there was a wound, there was an injury. And before there was an injury, there was a cause. Perhaps intentional, perhaps accidental, but scars come through a process. Now, I remember being asked one time, Uh, what's the only man-made thing in heaven? How would you answer that? The person went on to say, the scars on Jesus' body. Now I thought about that and I decided they had a point. But um, my study through the years has opened my eyes a little wider. Did you know that John's vision of heaven Revelation chapter 21 verse 26 says, The glory and the honor of the nations will be brought in it. Into the heavenly city, that is. Which leads some theologians to suspect that great works of human art, literature, music, discovery, development may also be on display there. Now, we don't know if there are going to be museums where the glory of pre-heaven humanity are going to be showcased. Or if God's just got some big refrigerator door and magnets to put his kids' stuff on. But John says in his vision the honor of the nations will be on display in the heavenly city. Nations is the Greek word from which, uh, the Greek word ethnos, from which we get ethnic, which refers to all races, all ethnic groups of the Gentile world. So maybe the human race will have something in heaven that uh, we helped make other than the scars of Jesus. But speaking of his scars, John says, John chapter 20, that about a week after Christ rose from the dead, that would be the week after Easter, he appeared to Thomas, the disciple who doubted. All the disciples were together, the doors were locked. Suddenly Jesus is in the room and he's saying, peace be with you. And then he specifically says to Thomas, this is verse 27, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And suddenly, the scars became more than simply reminders of wounds from injuries that men caused. Jesus' scars became doorways into life change, access points into transformation, portals into sacred space, introducing us then into wider and deeper encounters with Christ in the new creation. Isn't it amazing what God can do with broken places? God can make a broken place a portal to a sacred space. God doesn't just transform wounds into scars, period. No, if you want the full healing beyond the physical, then you let the scar become the door into even greater reality, a deeper, wider space with Christ in the new creation. Now, think of that for a moment. What if it's true? What if the risen Christ, that the risen Christ can meet you in your broken place and bring you into greater, sacred space? Thomas had many broken places, Um, broken confidence, broken faith, broken dream, broken heart of trust. a broken man in so many ways. He didn't think that he would ever believe again. And maybe you can relate to that. But the risen Christ invites him to let the broken place take him into sacred space. Sometimes our broken places are not apparent to the naked eye. But Jesus sees into Thomas' soul and, uh, and he says, meet me at the broken place. God can make a broken place a portal to sacred space. Do you know what kintsuji is? It's the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending broken places with lacquer mixed with powdered gold. It comes from two words, kin, which means gold or golden, and tsuji which means joining. So you put them together, kintsugi, and you get a golden joining, a golden repair. The cracks and scars of broken pottery become exquisite pieces of art like these. Aren't those cool? Look at that. Transformed by kintsugi. Now, I believe in John 20 and 21, Jesus is introducing his disciples to a kind of divine kintsugi by which he would be equipping them to continue his redemptive mission on earth. First, by showing them what to do with their own broken places, and then helping them help others in the same way. Divine Kintsuji. One explanation calls it the art of precious scars and says that it teaches us that broken objects are not something to hide, but rather to display with pride. Now, how does that work? Well, it works in precious metal that is used to bring broken pieces together. It works in the potter's artistry, in joining fragments into a new, more refined way. And it works in how uh, it transforms irregularity into beauty. It's not a rush job. It takes time to repair. Uh, depending on the size and pieces involved and the steps and the drying required in the process. Now, Paul the Apostle wasn't from Japan. And according to uh, what we all that we know about him, we have no record that he ever traveled to the Far East. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he writes something that sounds to me like divine kintsuji. He's speaking of believers who have welcomed Christ into their broken lives and then as a result have his golden presence, his light shining in their heart, giving us what he calls, quote, the light of the glory of God, close quote. Listen to verse 7. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. I'm wondering, does that mean scars too? So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death. That means we are being broken for Jesus' sake. So that his life, his golden value add, may be revealed in our mortal body. Verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away. (laughs) We're coming to pieces. Inwardly we are being renewed, reassembled, rejoined day by day. For our light and momentary troubles, those are those things that are breaking us, are achieving for us an eternal glory, that golden value add, once again, that far outweighs them all. Divine Kintsuji, God can make a broken place, a portal to a sacred space. And as he does, guess what? You become that place. You become that space. Our lives become the space where Jesus makes himself known, His golden value add through his death and his life known through us to the point that we are inwardly being remade. We are being renewed, renewed. Every day a newing happens to us. Paul, actually Paul used, coins a whole new word here that appears only in his writings. It means getting younger every day. I don't mind that. He, uh, it's as if he had a fountain of youth that was bubbling up and renewing him every day. Jesus said this, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that is to break us down. But then he said, I came that you might have life to the full, life to the full. So what are the materials that God uses to give us life to the full, to restore our our lives spiritually, to put us back together again when we've been broken. Well, the most precious, the most precious available, first, symbolized in communion, the body and blood of Christ offered for us, poured out for us. Next, he gives us his Holy Spirit, Jesus told his disciples, he was giving them his Holy Spirit, the healer, the counselor, the comforter, the one who would be the interior designer of our souls, renewing us on the inside. And then we have his word. His truth is our our guiding light that leads us into freedom. And then we're given each other in the church, his body, the temple where he dwells and makes himself known. Now, John says the disciples had received all of those from Jesus, and now they are witnessing Thomas receive divine kintsuji. Jesus at the scar with Thomas. And they were becoming together this temple through which Jesus would continue to make himself known in the world. Paul would later write, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have received from God. You are not your own, you are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Our bodies, even the broken places, the pieces of our lives become God's temple, the showcase where divine kintsugi is displayed. So we have God's treasures in jars of clay to show His all-surpassing power, God's power, God's golden value add into our lives. The power of His forgiveness through His broken body and His healing blood. The power of His Holy Spirit, the fountain of living water that is unleashed in us. And then the power of His Word, the Word of truth that is guiding us into greater freedom by the day. And the power of His body now the body of christ through other believers becoming his temple sharing connection with each other and making his presence known to the world now i know we're separated by social distancing today in this quarantine but nothing can separate us from the love of god in jesus christ our lord that's the message that communion brings us we are one in Christ. And when we come in honesty, in humility, admitting our need, and bringing our broken places, God can make the broken place a portal to sacred space. What broken place would you be bringing today? Is it, a, like Thomas, a broken confidence? A broken trust? A broken heart? Maybe some broken promises. Perhaps that others broke with you or that you broke with them. A broken hope. Maybe you just feel broke. You know, this whole financial roller coaster has left you economically challenged, right? Or a broken relationship. Or maybe the Holy Spirit is reminding you that you've broken some of God's commandments. Don't lie, don't steal. Don't commit adultery, honor your parents, don't use God's name in vain, don't have any other gods before me. When we receive communion, we bring our broken pieces to God and remember that his body was broken in Christ for us. He meets us in our broken places and then pours himself out for us That we might experience the golden value add that we receive in the gospel of Jesus. So the scriptures tell us that on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread, broke it, and said, this is me. This is my body being scarred, being broken for you. Now you take it and you eat it in remembrance of me. And he blessed it, he thanked God for it, and then they ate together. And then he took the cup and he said, this cup is my blood in the new covenant. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. And then he said, I want you to know, I'm not gonna be drinking of this cup again until we're in my father's kingdom. And so we look back and remember what he did We meet him in our broken places now and what we're doing. And then we look forward to the day when all will be made well on the other side. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus said. Jesus is saying, I'm pouring myself out for you. I'm meeting you in the broken place. Take it in. Drink it up. Receive my healing in the good news of the gospel. And then the scripture tells us that they went out. They sang a song, and then they went out. Now, you know what? Last week, we heard from a virtual choir that was incredible. This week, you're going to hear from virtual Bill, I don't, I, not so incredible. I know what you're thinking already, you know. Oh no, what's he going to do? What's uh, what's going to happen now? Well, I'm not exactly sure either uh, because I'm telling you, I'm rusty, I'm dusty. Um, but if real is what you want, then uh, this is going to be a slice of real. I wrote this song some time ago based on the words of John the Baptist who was inviting Jesus to do kintsugi, kintsugi in his own life, Suji in his own life with these words. He said, he must increase, I must decrease. So, here we go. He must increase and I must decrease so. His will will be done on earth His kingdom must come and My kingdom must go so His love can flow to all the earth So many times I'm tempted every day To live my life so selfishly Do things my own way, and when I do, a voice within me cries. These are the words you need to say. He must increase and I must decrease, so His will will be done on earth. His kingdom must command, My kingdom must go so His love can flow to all the earth. So prone to wander, Lord, I know it can't be denied. Let's see, where am I going with that? Prone to wander, Lord, I know it can't be denied. FIGHTING WITH TEMPTATION PULLING ME FROM INSIDE TOO MUCH FOR ME BUT NEVER TOO MUCH FOR THEE THANK YOU, LORD, FOR HELPING ME TO SEE TO SEE THAT HE MUST INCREASE AND I MUST DECREASE SO HIS WILL Will be done on earth. His kingdom must come and my kingdom must go so. His love can flow to all the earth. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen. Now there it is. So for what it's worth, that's uh, as good as it gets. (laughs) But there is something that I want to say to you, I want you to remember as we bring our thoughts together now, speaking of God's love flowing to all the earth, you need to know that history tells us that Thomas, the doubting disciple with the broken faith, was the person responsible for taking the gospel of Jesus to the entire nation of India. David and Chaya Sumanth are members of our church, longtime members of Christ's Journey, and they have a ministry that they have started and flourishes now in the nation of their origin, India. They started it after their son Paul passed from this life. They invited me to go and teach, and while I was there, the Christians wanted to be sure that I knew that Thomas, the apostle of Jesus, had brought the good news to their land. Thomas. Thomas's scarred faith became the portal for them into sacred space. Is that amazing? For God's love and life to reach India. Do you have scars? To Jesus, scars become the golden places that help others find their way into sacred space. Your life becomes God's temple to show them the way. Ken is also called the art of embracing damage. Have you been damaged? Have you done damage in your life? We all have. So what are we supposed to do with the damage? Well, divine Kensuji says, embrace it, face the truth, speak the truth. I mean, it's there. It's part of you. It's part of me. It doesn't go away, but you can embrace it as Christ has done, and then you can grace it. You can let God's golden value in the good news of Jesus fill up that space and make it sacred. It becomes sacred space, healing, bonding, bringing the pieces together. And then when people say it, they say, wow, that's beautiful. How'd you do that? And, uh, and you'll get a chance to share your story. You know, every scar has a story. And as you speak about how God's golden gospel, the love of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit filled the damaged place then they can find hope and help for their lives too. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, that our broken place can become portal to the sacred space with you. I'm praying that now for somebody who's hurting, somebody who's damaged, somebody who's been damaged, somebody who's been hurt by somebody else. And I pray, Father, that your spirit would apply the truth of your word, the power of Jesus' broken body, of Jesus' blood poured out into the depths of their soul to bring healing to their spirit, healing to their relationships, and hope to their future. Lord, for believers, out of the hope that you give birth to through the scarring that you offer healing to, I pray that you will lift up their eyes to see a world in need and the difference they can make. Thank you for Thomas, that his doubts didn't get the last word, but that your grace did. And Lord, I pray for somebody who's been seeking, who hasn't yet dropped anchor with you, but today is their day. Friend, if that's you, then here's the prayer to offer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you gave yourself for me on the cross, that you rose from the dead for me so that your spirit could now come alive in me. Make me your project. I receive the healing presence of your good news, the gift of salvation. Ask you to fill me with your spirit. And now as I yield my life and turn from my way to learn to go your way, that you would start showing the glory of your truth and love through me as I make my prayer in your name. Amen.